In today's second reading from 1 Corinthians 12, St. Paul says, God placed the parts, each one of them, in the body as he intended. Or as that verse is translated in another version of the Bible, God has set each member of the body in the place he wanted it to be. It makes me think of a great scene from the movie It's a Wonderful Life, which I'm sure most of you have seen. It's my favorite Christmas movie for sure. Clarence, the guardian angel of the main character, George Bailey, as you will recall, was trying to dissuade George from killing himself by showing George what the world would have been like if he had never been born. However, it was not an easy task for Clarence. For a long time, George convinced himself that the changes he was seeing around him in his family, in his friends, etc., he convinced himself that those were just the work of his very creative imagination or the result of some magic trick being performed by Clarence. What finally made it clear to George that what he was seeing around him was real was when he tried to visit his mother, who of course didn't recognize him and called him crazy. And when he went to the place where Bailey Park used to be, Bailey Park was the housing development that George had helped finance through his building and loan company. In place of the beautiful homes that used to be there, all George saw in front of him were gravestones. Clarence said to him, Are you sure this is Bailey Park? George responded, Well, it should be Bailey Park. But where are all the houses? Clarence answered, You weren't here to build them. And George looked to one side and he spotted a gravestone that had the name of his brother, Harry Bailey, chiseled into it. George had saved Harry from drowning when they were children. Harry had gone on to become a war hero during the Second World War, but the dates on his gravestone read 1911 to 1919. As George knelt on the ground looking at the stone in disbelief, Clarence said to him, Your brother Harry Bailey broke through the ice and was drowned at the age of nine. George immediately jumped up and screamed, That's a lie. Harry Bailey went to war. He got the Congressional Medal of Honor. He saved every man on that transport. Clarence shot back. Every man on that transport died. Harry wasn't there to save them because you weren't there to save Harry. It was the perfect illustration of what Clarence had said to George a little earlier in the film. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? St. Paul would most certainly agree, based on that line from 1 Corinthians 12 that I quoted to you a few moments ago. God has placed the parts, each one of them, in the body as he intended. According to the teaching of 1 Corinthians 12, together we make up the body of Christ, which is the Church. This means that individually, we are like the various parts of a physical body. We each have different roles, different gifts, different functions in God's plan for the salvation of the world. And yet, just as the physical body is supposed to interact, the different parts of the body are supposed to interact and work together for the good of the body as a whole, so we too in the church and in the world are supposed to interact with one another, help one another, work together for the good of all, for the good of the body as a whole. That's the will of our good and loving God. 
So obviously what we do, do and what we don't do in this life affects not only ourselves. To some extent what we do and what we don't do affects everyone else. Because our lives are so intertwined with the lives of others. St. Paul makes that point here by saying that if one part of the body suffers, all the other parts of the body suffer with it. We all know this by experience, I'm sure. If you have a toothache or an earache, for example, it's not just one part of your body that hurts. The one hurting part of your body affects your entire physical organism in a negative way. And it ends up making you miserable from your head to your toes. It's a terrible thing when one part of your body hurts and everything else seems to hurt with it. Do you know what's even worse, my brothers and sisters? What's even worse is when you are missing a part of your body. What's even worse is when all the parts of the body that should be there are not there. Just ask anybody who's had part of their body amputated or who was born without one or more limbs. This was the lesson George Bailey learned from Clarence when he got to see what the world would have been like if he had never been born. He came to understand that he was a missing part of the body, and that his whole town was suffering because of his absence. And that's the way it is in the real world, when God wants people around, and they aren't. As Clarence said so prophetically, when a person isn't around who's supposed to be around, he leaves an awful hole. I ask you this morning, how many holes have been left in our world because of the shootings at grade schools in our country in recent years, and because of many other murders and acts of violence that take place in our country every single day. How many holes have been left in our nation because of abortion since that horrific practice was legalized 49 years ago this very month? Last I knew, about 63 million of them. But God has a plan for each and every human person, and he does. A plan that involves the interaction with other people in the body of Christ and in the world. And what happens when somebody who's an important part of that plan is not there? If you have a young son or daughter, for example, and it was part of God's plan for your son or daughter to marry one of those children killed in a grade school shooting somewhere, how will your child's life be affected in the future? Or what if the person that God wanted your son or daughter to marry was aborted and never made it out of the womb? Or what if in the plan of God one of those murdered children was destined to become a great scientist, maybe the scientist who would unlock the secret to Parkinson's disease and discover a cure? That hole that person leaves will certainly have a negative effect in my life. I can guarantee you that. I remember seeing a cartoon several years ago that made this point in a very powerful way. In this cartoon, a man looks up to heaven and he cries out, Oh God, why haven't you sent us people with cure for cancer, with cures for cancer and AIDS? You know, why haven't you sent us people with answers to world hunger and all our social problems? A voice then comes from heaven, I did. The man says, But where are they? Lord responds, you aborted them. 
Among them almost 63 million who have been killed in the womb over the last five decades. Don't you think there were at least a few scientific minds in that group? And perhaps a few economists who would have had the insights to get us out of the sick economy that we're in right now? And some good doctors and nurses who would alleviate the current shortage in our healthcare system? And maybe even a few good priests and religious who could have saved some souls who will die otherwise in the state of mortal sin? See, Clarence the Angel was right. Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole. May God help us to take that truth seriously, and then to make every effort by our words, by our deeds, and yes, even by our votes, to prevent any more holes from afflicting our world.